Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. Well, hello there, friend. Michael Tanner here, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so very grateful that you're spending your very valuable time with me. And today I'm going to be sharing with you a very special guest. I'm super excited to share uh, this guest and also this um, this topic with you as well. In a number of recent interviews that I've been doing for the purpose of, of just gathering better uh, intel, better feedback on the content that I need to include on this podcast, I heard a number of uh, examples and cases where I really needed to try to bring to this audience uh, the topic of women in leadership and specifically the unique challenges that women face in leadership. And so that's the question that we're going to be addressing today is what are the unique challenges that women face in leadership? And probably more importantly, we're also going to tackle how do you overcome those challenges that you face as women in leadership. And I'm honored today to bring to the podcast and to bring to you, you all, the listener, I'm honored to bring Nicole Harrop to the podcast today. Nicole is a women's leadership and career coach. Uh, probably more importantly, Nicole's going to tell you that she's a wife uh, and she's a mother. I think she has two daughters. Uh, and I noticed on our website, she also says that she loves snowboarding. Uh, living here in Atlanta, Georgia, that is something that I cannot relate to. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that uh, Nicole is identifying herself as a, as a wife, as a mother, and adventurous in snowboarding and camping and fishing, I think she mentions as well. So uh, just excited about that. But probably the most important thing that I will share with you in, in a way of introductions here is that Nicole says that the world needs more female leaders, and I could not agree more. And so for that reason, I'm excited to, to share Nicole and her experience and her story with you, but more importantly, to address this question, what are the unique challenges that women face in leadership and how do we overcome those challenges? So now without further ado, let me get over to my interview with Nicole. Nicole, welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much for having me today, Michael. You know, I, I've been really excited to share this topic with our audience. And, and I shared in the intro to this podcast episode that I've done a few interviews with some of the audience members. And I was telling you that uh, all of the ladies that I interviewed individually talked about this concern um, about an unbalanced playing field or an unfair playing field as it relates to their growth through the leadership ranks. And as I found that commonality behind, but you know, between all of those interviews, I knew then that I definitely wanted to have an episode that covered the unique challenges that women face in leadership. And that's when I found you and I thought, I've got to get Nicole on the podcast. 
and mm-hmm. uh, and have her share her insight because as I said to you before I hit the record button, I'm not qualified to talk about these challenges, but I know <laughs> you definitely are. Um, so if you don't mind, I, I'd love for you to kind of share with the audience here who you are, what you do, and and why you are, other than the fact that you're a female, why are you qualified to share about these challenges? Of course. Yeah. Again, thank you so much for having me. It's fun being a guest because I host a podcast myself. So it's it's always fun being in the guest seat of uh, this end. So yeah, my name is Nicole Harrop. I am a women's leadership and career coach. I help women uh, to grow their confidence and advance their careers. And a big part of that that is a first step is helping women confidently ask for a raise. That's kind of a huge uh, push and effort I'm making because there is such a gap in the gender wage. Um, There's, there is such a large gender wage gap. Mm -hmm. It's uh, 20%. So I want to help shorten that or close that gap. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So part of that is in that confidence piece and asking for that raise. Uh, I've been in different leadership positions over 10 years And I've led all sorts of different teams, whether it was in person, remote, Uh, I've led teams in the Philippines as well. So in another continent uh, and have had a varied experience with well-established companies as well as startup companies. So I feel like in that sense, I've gotten my toes wet in a lot of different areas and uh, have also been involved with different dynamics of leadership teams. Some, I was the only female, mm-hmm. uh, some had uh, more females than males. So uh, it's, it's great to have uh, that, those differing experiences that I can bring to my coaching and uh, provide that to the people who I work with in transitioning. A lot of that is, do I want to grow where I'm at? If so, great, let's work on that. But oftentimes I find people aren't happy in their workplace. And so we help find them another uh, position somewhere else. Uh, So I feel like I'm uniquely qualified for this because I also struggled uh, from becoming um, from team member to a team leader in my title. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was a a leader long before it was ever in my title and it was a struggle to get there. And right. women certainly face different struggles than men. I was told I only got promoted because I was pretty, which I don't think men face that very often or ever. Uh, people I've never been told that. Yes, I've never been told <laughs> and you're that. You're a handsome guy. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's different, right? Uh, so I'm, I'm helping women to be more confident yeah. so that we can break more of those uh, stigmas in the workplace. Yeah, so uh, so so good to have you and have that experience here because anybody that has listened to this podcast for any length of time knows that I've been in leadership for a long time. My first leadership position was in 1993, so I've been mm-hmm. in leadership now for almost 28 years. But all of those years have been very much a male-dominated environment. Uh, my first experience was in the Marine Corps. There mm-hmm. are ladies in the Marine Corps, but I was in an infantry unit, so it was all males. Um, And then I went into the corporate world and I went into computer science, which the math and science industry in general is very much male dominated, um, just much higher percentage of of males versus females. And as I grew through the ranks in that corporate environment, there were very, one, there were just very few females, but then in leadership positions, there were even fewer than that, obviously. Um, And I would say of 
the the females that were in leadership along my career uh, in, in the corporate world, they were very good leaders. They were very strong leaders. Um, and so I, I I agree with your mission. I I may get it wrong how it's stated on the on your website, but your mission is that you believe there needs to be more women leaders, uh, and and I firmly believe that as well. So I, I'm hoping our podcast today will help some of those that are in the audience understand the unique challenges that maybe maybe they're facing these challenges and they don't even recognize it, um, mm-hmm. but I certainly want to help them overcome it as well. Certainly. So let's let's kind of dive into that then. So I'm not going to prompt you in any way. I, I want you to kind of talk me through what are some of the unique challenges that women face in leadership? Yeah, I focused on five core areas in my coaching and in a particular order, because I feel like without having the things that come before that, it's a little bit harder for the things that come afterwards. So first and foremost, I focus on confidence self-awareness, communication, uh, growth mindset, and networking are kind of hand in hand. Mm -hmm. But first and foremost, if you are lacking that confidence piece, that's huge. And again, a deficit from men versus women or however you're identifying in that more feminine or more masculine energy uh, is that people who identify as male are more willing to volunteer to put their hand up for a task that they don't know Mm -hmm. how they're going to, they don't know the answer. They don't even have a clue how to do it, but they're, they want the recognition because they know this is going to get me what I want. So I'm going to go and say that I'm going to figure it out and they don't need to know what happens behind the scenes. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, women are less likely or less quick to volunteer for things that we don't already know the answers. We haven't been through it, uh, which doesn't help us to continue growing. Uh, It might be a lack of confidence in the unknown. Uh, But when you think about it and you start having conversations with other team members, I would ask the person who quickly raised their hand, whether it's whoever it is, uh, and say, do you know exactly how you're going to tackle this? And can you walk me through that? They, they're probably going to be like, I have no idea, but I do know that next right step that I am going to take, or I know who to network with, or I know who I'm going to talk to, to get more advice or our leader who is tasking us with this is going, I know they're going to guide me through it. So then you can recognize, oh, wow, I have those same, like, that was my concern. Why I didn't raise my hand and you had that same concern and you did raise your hand. So you're recognizing those differences because men are more likely to apply for positions they don't meet all the qualifications for. And women, we often aren't applying for jobs because we're self-selecting out uh, and saying, oh, I'm not qualified, so I'm not gonna apply. So more companies are changing their verbiage of, hey, if you don't meet all of these qualifications, please still apply. I always say, don't tell yourself no, let them tell you no. Mm -hmm. And you'll always be headed in a right direction if you're doing that. And I'm very big on like that next right step and, or that next step in the right direction. Uh, So yeah, confidence is a huge piece and recognizing in other people. So if you feel like, yeah, I definitely have a lack of confidence and the things I'm raising my hand on are things like, oh, I will handle that recognition event or I'll handle this party planning thing, which 
are great, but I want you to think of things that are more, uh, is this promotable? Is this something that will get me a raise or a bonus? And likely planning your, your holiday party at the end of the year probably is, it's a lot of work. It's a ton of work and I hope you're recognized for it, but it's not necessarily something you're putting on your resume. That's going to get you to that next level of leadership. So, uh, confidence is a huge piece. And, um, the next thing I'll say on that as well is talking to your own leader or other leaders above your leader, as you're networking and building relationships, you're asking, Hey, when you first promoted into this position, did you have any idea what you were going to do? Or did you have any idea of what your day-to-day was going to look like or what your goals were going to be and start having those conversations. And Mm -hmm. if you have that foundation of a relationship with these people, they'll likely open up and say, I had no idea what I was doing. I was leaning on the confidence that my leader who promoted me into this role, uh, I was leaning on their confidence because I really hadn't ever done this before. And Mm -hmm. so I was just taking it day by day, week by week. So when you ask those questions and you start learning more, you recognize that it's not a lack of confidence per se. You just have to be willing to take a few more risks and lean on the right people at the right times. Yeah. You know, I I know there's a lot of other challenges too for women, but I really want to kind of deep dive into this one because I'm sure, I'm sure it's the top of your list for a reason. It's probably the most predominant uh, challenge that ladies face. Uh, And Mm -hmm. as you mentioned that um, uh, applying for positions and the difference between women and men, um, I remember many years ago, I was uh, trying to re-energize our recruiting efforts. And I was doing a lot of reading on the recruiting process. And I remember reading through an article that explained that exact same thing. Uh, Basically, if, if a job posting has 10 requirements, and, and these are generalities, obviously, but if, if a guy looks at those 10 requirements and he feels like, well, I meet six of them, another one I might meet, three of them I have no idea about, he's still willing to apply for that job. But if a lady looks at those 10 requirements and can't say, I know exactly what all 10 of those are, then she's not likely to apply for that job. Um, and so I... Um, I really appreciate you kind of explaining that and kind of connecting that then to um, not just a competence or a, or a knowledge. It's not just that. It's really the confidence to look at something that's listed there that you don't necessarily know, but it's the confidence to say, well, I'll go in anyway and I'll figure it out as I go kind of thing. Is that is that what's, um, I hate to say what's missing from the ladies, but is that uh, the thought process is, well, I just don't understand that yet. So I better not try. Yeah. I think that's a big piece of it is, uh, women tend to want to do something that they are familiar with, or that's in your comfort zone, which many of us do, mm-hmm. but you're right. Men are more willing to take that risk and say, Oh, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring anyways, even though I don't necessarily know all of these skills, because mm-hmm. 
guess what? You're going to learn the skills. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're the right person for the job, if you have, let's say you're a people leader and maybe you're, you've been a team leader. So you've done initial leadership of a team for a couple of years and you want the opportunity to grow. You're not seeing that at your current company. So maybe you're willing to take a lateral move into another company, but then you look at other positions that say, Oh, and we work in this program and you need to have knowledge of this. And you're, you think, Oh my gosh, but I'm such a great leader, but I don't have those skills yet. Mm. I always say, instead of stopping it, I don't have those skills. I don't have those skills yet. Mm. What can I do to start learning them? So if it is a program, you can like Google is great. YouTube is amazing. Start searching and looking into those apply anyway. And if you get an interview and you start moving on to like more serious interviews, start looking at tutorials. I love it when I interview a candidate and they say, oh, I'm not very familiar with X, Y, or Z program, but I have started taking some uh, initiative and I've looked up different videos online of how the system works. And this is what my understanding is so far because people can teach you those skills. Uh, They can't teach you how to be a great leader. And if you can demonstrate that throughout your interviews, that's what's going to stand out. It's not the fact that, oh, you're not amazing at Excel yet, then sorry, we can't take you. You're going to know the right people who are going to be able to help you in those areas that you might consider a weakness. Yeah. You know, and I would just, I would just uh, second that uh, as a person that's done thousands of interviews throughout my career, um, I recognize, and, and most people I think that will post a job recognize that you're putting together a job description, you're putting together requirements, and almost no one is going to meet every single one of those requirements, especially at the level that you feel like you need. I mean, you're looking for a Smurf at this point, I think. Um, But someone that's willing to come into an interview and just say exactly what you just said. Well, I'm not all that strong in Excel right now, but I know how to go find out. I know how to, right? If you can can be upfront and honest and say, I don't know that yet, but you can then convince me that you know how to go learn it then, then that's, I'm all for that. Right. I'm, I, I love that. Uh, well, I also wanted to talk related to confidence because in my leadership uh, teachings, I talk about the imposter syndrome a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe the imposter syndrome applies to, to males and females. It probably applies a little bit differently, but I know for us guys, because I know it's the thoughts that still to this day at times go through mm-hmm. my mind but the thoughts that go through my mind related to the imposter syndrome are thoughts like, well, who am I to lead this team? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd like for you to talk from a, from a woman's perspective, what are some of the thoughts that are going through your mind that would indicate to you, well, really right now, what you're struggling with is just confidence. Yeah. So I'll talk to it maybe from a couple perspectives. If you aren't in a leadership position yet, oftentimes we feel like we can't act as a leader when we aren't in that title yet. Uh, And I try to, you know, bust that all the time and say, you, you are a leader before it's ever in your title, just as I was, what would I want to do? How would I want to serve the people that I'm going to be serving? So when 
before I ever was uh, a leader in my title, I found out how can I serve people who need something that I can offer. And at that time, uh, we were doing a certain type of uh insurance for uh, vacation traveling uh, when we were selling uh, or sorry, booking their timeshares, we could add on an additional travel insurance policy. Uh, I wasn't always the best salesperson, but I was consistent in bringing up the message and every conversation in a way that didn't feel salesy. So uh, I started reaching out to the teams who had people struggling in their numbers and I offered, Hey, could I do a training with your team or could I do a side-by-sides come sit in with them when we were working uh, in person and I'd put on a headphone and I'd listen to them take calls. They could listen to me take calls and we would, I would build relationships with these people because of course I want to have FaceTime with the people who I am potentially going to lead down the line. Uh, what else did I do? I got involved in our training department because again, I wanted to be a leader over those entry level teams and how best of a transition could that be than if they already knew who I was because they've seen me in the training department, uh, helping be a support. So they already were familiar and comfortable with me. So uh, I would recommend doing things like that where imposter syndrome, I think, comes up when you feel like you aren't doing the right things or I don't even like to say right, but like you feel like you're not taking action in a way. I feel like that for me is when imposter syndrome comes up and then I, I take action. So that's how I defeat imposter syndrome is by saying, well, what would I want my leader to be doing if I'm feeling imposter syndrome in a way or I'm not feeling good enough? I'm going to go to the people who would have feedback for me and ask for that. Do you think I'm performing well? Sometimes there's not enough communication. So you need to figure that out instead of going through all these crazy uh potential scenarios in your head that are probably not even true. It's like when your boss asks you, uh, can we talk? And you instantly think you're getting fired. We instantly are thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. And I, I have to actively tell myself and I'll speak it out loud and I'll say, what good could this conversation be about? Right. And they're not all good. I've had crappy situations. I have gotten fired after someone asked me to, to go talk. So, um, you just need to like change that frame of mind so that you can be in a better position in that regard. Um, but I also wanted to mention too, with being in a leadership position, let's say you've, you've recently transitioned from team member into a leadership position. Imposter syndrome can pop up there too. Like you're saying, why me? Mm -hmm. And when that comes in again, I think your, your, your physical voice is louder than your inner voice. And I'll physically say out loud, why not me? Why, why not me? And I'll tell myself when we come around other people and I'll say, uh, I, I beat out all these other people for this role and that helps build my confidence. Or I talk to my leader, Hey, I'm feeling a little insecure today. Uh, can we talk about what things I'm doing well, because I feel like there's a mountain of things I haven't been able to get to yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling a little bit down, uh, being vulnerable in that conversation can help them say, Oh my gosh, you're great. I can't believe I haven't told you enough. You're amazing. Mm -hmm. And this is why we hired you is because of X or, and Y. And then you are 
getting back to feeling comfortable and you're kind of saying, what could I be focusing on right now to help me feel like I'm making a difference or improving or whatever that might be? Mm-hmm. You know, Nicole, not just the value you're bringing to the audience right now, but but now I know with confidence that I'm glad that I brought you onto the podcast because finally I fe- found another weirdo that's willing to say things to themselves out loud. Um, and, and so I have to ask, have you ever been caught talking to yourself that way? Yeah. I, I mean, probably Me most too. in grocery stores, but yeah, I, or, or like in different working environments and, yeah. you know, honestly, if I have my headphones on, they don't need to know that no one else is on the other end. Right. But yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. I, I have been caught before a few times. I, I have this one mental trigger that I will say out loud to myself quite often. And especially if I'm going into a big meeting where, um, maybe it's contentious in some way or something. And, and I know that I kind of need to keep my emotions in check. I need to keep my ego in check. Um, I will walk down the hallway as I'm walking to the conference room or something. And I will say to myself out loud, just like you, the team is more important than me. And I'll just repeat that multiple times. The team is more important than me. The team, you know, and, and what that's doing is setting me in the mindset of it doesn't have to be my idea. I don't have to dominate this conversation, right? The, the yeah. input of the team and all that is more important than me. Um, but I so agree with you, and, and you said it um, much more articulately than I can, that your, your, your physical voice is louder than your internal voice. So I love that. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled to know there's someone out there, out there that's doing that. Um, yeah. So also earlier, you also mentioned in connection with building a, a, a lady's confidence in having those conversations, talking uh, with your leaders, talking with your boss and, and having those kinds of conversations. And one of the primary things that I teach in leadership development is that leadership is about relationship. And I teach leaders, you have to build these relationships. And honestly, one of the things that I do in my teaching is I put complete responsibility of relationship building on the shoulders of the leader. And I do that because I, I, I submit to you this, the organizational chart has this artificial boundary that is mm-hmm. going to somewhat prevent someone from building relationship up the org chart, right? So uh, someone is not likely to go and try to intentionally build a good relationship with their boss. Um, mm-hmm. But you talked about doing that earlier and you talked about how uh, a little bit how that can begin to improve your confidence. And yeah. so while I put all the responsibility on the leader, I certainly don't disagree with any notion that you can go and build a relationship with your boss. So if you could talk a little bit more about how to go and do that and mm-hmm. what impact does that have on your confidence when you do? Yeah, I think so often. And I was even having our conversation earlier with a friend who was saying, you know, my leader has been a little bit distant and like less responsive to my messages. And I, I don't know what that means. Like, is she going through something? Am I like not performing? And I told her, I said, you have to have a conversation with your leader because again, we start to let our mind wander in all of these different directions, which is likely not going to be great if we're heading in that direction. Let your mind wander in great directions of like where my career is going and how great, what great things are coming to me. Uh, So I said, have a conversation, ask, hey, I notice things 
I noticed you are uh, a little bit slower to respond. Uh, you've been a little bit more quiet in meetings. Is everything okay? I feel like often people feel like leadership is only top down and that you can't ask questions in return or even give feedback in return. Again, another example, uh, I was doing an interview prep with a gal and I was asking her about a feedback example and she went so far back and I asked her, why did you go so far back in your example? I would imagine you have feedback or it was a, when did you disagree with something that your uh, leader had decided on? And she said, I, I never felt comfortable like giving my boss feedback. We didn't have a relationship like that. And so uh, I simply say, when you, if you're in a position where you're, you feel like you don't have a great relationship with your leader, uh, work, see how you can improve that. Little things can start to make a big difference. And part of that is maybe in your one-on-ones, you're asking in return, how are you? How was your weekend? You're following up with things they're doing. You're showing an interest in their life. I noticed that makes a big difference for me uh, when they also have a mutual interest in things that I'm working on. Hey, what are you struggling with? I'd love to know, you know, some things that you're having a hard time with, uh, with your, like, is there anything that, you know, is on your plate that's overwhelming? Uh, as you start to build that relationship and open up and be vulnerable, you're welcome. You're welcoming that in return and, um, showing that interest in another human, uh, is so helpful regardless of what their role is. It's so interesting. If you're at any event, uh, and you can't recognize who has what title based on how someone's dressed, how do you treat that person, mm-hmm. right? You you would probably, if you're sitting next to someone at an event, you're like, hey, how's it going? Are you excited? Me too. Uh, I've been waiting forever to go to this and you're starting to build a relationship. Then if you find out they're actually the president of the company that you're at, you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't say another word. I don't know what to say. I'm way below them. So like, I can't say anything. So uh, I recommend to approach people other people like they are simply people without titles. And um, when you are building relationships, I don't recommend only going upwards. Uh, While that relationship is great with your direct leader and I would work with them, sometimes different politics, people get real weird if you start to build relationships with people above that leader. Mm -hmm. So I would ask, hey, what does it look like if I wanted to start opening up some conversations to get to know some other leaders within this company? Uh, I'd love to expand my knowledge and my awareness of what opportunities are out there. And if you have those conversations, your boss is likely going to say, yeah, let's have you connect. Um, they also have two kids uh, and you could connect on that or the, they're going to be that um, handshake to make that a, a warm handoff that we often use in, in call center terms. But uh, also rec- also connecting with people to the side of you. Uh, which is what we do a lot, right? We come, we become work besties with a lot of different people on the same field as us, but also who might be below us uh, or in other departments um, in the sense of uh, organization charts. Uh, so you're, you're making relationships with all levels of people and you're finding out how to serve these people. Uh, when I worked in a call, when I worked in a call center uh, and we were in person, 
I would often figure out how could I even help someone like our janitor? How could I help out um, if I noticed the bathrooms were messy and, and I could simply pick up some paper towels that were on the floor? How could I help getting people's plates and going back and, and scraping them off in the kitchen? Small things like that can make a very big difference. So figuring out what would I want people to do to me and start doing that to other people and figuring out how you can connect You don't have to have all the answers. I never have all the answers. But what I do say is, you know what? That's a great, great question or great thought. I'm going to think on that and figure out how I can connect you with the right person who can get you more information. Even at my level of leadership, there's still so much I don't know. And I can connect people by building relationships and having a genuine interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, one of the things that you mentioned there, again, it so aligns with something that I teach. And and I teach, again, relationship building, and that's the, the key to uh, to good leadership. And I teach the effectiveness of the one-on-one meeting for building yes. relationships. And I, and I teach you got to have a, a consistent one-on-one meeting with all of your, at least your direct reports. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can have any agenda you want. But the very first item on that agenda for just five minutes or so is building relationship. And in that yes. first five minutes, you're asking genuine curiosity questions about them as a person, not not their deliverables or their project status. You're asking about them as a person. And just, you know, again, as a leader, as a, as a male leader and, and one that has conducted a number of these, inter, these uh, one-on-one meetings with female leaders as well, at, at times they get so accustomed to my routine of we sit down for our one-on-one meeting. The first thing I'm going to do is ask them, you know, well, how was your weekend? What did you do with your daughter? And those, well, at times they will beat me to the punch. Uh-huh. Tell me about your weekend. How was your weekend? Didn't you go visit that college with your daughter? And didn't you do that? And that is fun. I mean, I love that when, when they, you know, reciprocate, when they, when they ask me the kind of questions that I'm curious about them as well. And so I would mm-hmm. just definitely say to those that are listening, don't be afraid. Don't let the org chart or their title or like you were saying, how they're dressed or what they look. Don't let that hinder you from just being curious about them as a person and building those relationships. It's super, super important, I believe. Um, well, Nicole, what are, we've we've really beat up confidence here. And, and, I, and I hope we've helped some of our listeners here build up the confidence in their leadership. Are there some other unique challenges that you feel like women face as they are growing through leadership ranks? Yeah, I would say uh, speaking up in meetings and the words we use are so important. And if you are in these meetings, whether you're an entry-level team member or in leadership, sit down and be an observer. And, uh, Many of these meetings now are over Zoom. So first step I always say is to have your camera on uh, and show up in a way that you want to show up. So if that means sweats, maybe great, maybe not, depending on where you work. But uh, I always, you know, like to show up and and be presentable and have my my screen on and show that I am present. I'm not, you know, typing over on my computer, which is so easy to do because we're right at our screen. At least when we were in person, I could 
maybe not even bring my laptop. I would bring a paper and pen Mm -hmm. so that you show you're engaged because there's ways to do that with your body language, especially in person. Um, Not necessarily needing to sit so close to the speaker because we all have like those people in the workplace who are like, right on someone's tail because they want to be seen as like the best team member. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be like that by any means. Sit where you're comfortable. Um, One one tip a boss gave me in a previous role was to not sit by the same person every meeting. Uh, And so if you are in a physical environment, uh, take that advice and see how that works. Because if you're off in a little click, uh, that can start to create perceptions. Uh, So be mindful of that. But as far as speaking up, uh, I notice that men, again, are more more quick to speak up and say what they want. Uh, sometimes they'll cut you off if you are a female and sometimes they cut off other males too. So I would sit back and listen, be kind of an observer in some of your meetings and recognize, okay, who's the one who is you know frequently cutting people off? What does that look like? Um, when I say things is, is it being received well? And you can see that by people's body language or if their cameras are on, obviously that's most ideal uh, to see how people are responding. Are they leaning into what you're saying? Are they nodding their head? Uh, are they you know, providing any other feedback? That's great. Um, those are all signs that things are heading in a great direction. Uh, one thing women often say is they start with that awful word saying, sorry, but I wanted to ask this question or the use of just in a phrase, Mm. it downplays what you're saying so much. Uh, It's, it's, I hate it. Um, It's one of those things that I really try to, and I'll cut people. I'm not cut people off. I'll like call people out in a nice way in a private area, but um, I'll say, Hey, you don't need to be sorry. Mm -hmm what you have to say is valuable. And uh, same with the word just, I just wanted to double check, say it with confidence, take that just word out. I wanted to check that I have the dates right. Can you please confirm this? Uh, Taking those things out uh, or this is a dumb question. Uh, I, I don't like that. I say the only dumb question is if you ask a question that has literally been asked in that same moment and it means you weren't like paying attention but um always ask questions uh if you feel like it's a dumb question and you're embarrassed maybe save it till the end and ask your boss uh separately or if you are on zoom you could direct message them um however you'd like even if they covered it it's not a bad leaders don't expect you to memorize and like instantly take on everything that they're saying to where you can't clarify. Mm -hmm. If we can never clarify what expectations are. I love one of my bosses. I work a couple of jobs, um, but he always reiterates what I've said Um, to clarify. This is what I heard you say. Is that, am I on the right page? So that we understand because we often assume people are getting the information the way we intended it, but that's not always the case. So being able to uh, effectively communicate and if someone does cut you off, then you can 
when there's a right moment, say, is it okay for me to finish what I was saying? And you're, you're showing that in a way that comes across as calm and confident. You're not like, excuse me, you cut me off. Right. Cause that can lead to workplace hostility. Uh, you can also follow up with your leader after a meeting and say, Hey, I noticed so-and-so uh, cut me off quite a few times or cut other people off. Uh, I was wondering if there's a way that you want me to approach that feedback or is that something you would like to handle? Again, having that communication piece with your leader to say, if I do start like reach out to give some feedback, how would you like me to approach that? Uh, so that you can do so in a way and your boss knows that it's coming from a good place that you want to help this other person, whether they're male or female, uh, recognizing, hey, you you are excited and I get that, but we need to also give people this space to share what they want to share. And there's plenty of time that you are welcome to share your feedback advice, you know, sometimes the loudest people in the room are the ones with the least amount of confidence. They Mm -hmm. want their voice to be heard. They think that that's what's going to help them get promoted, or they think if they keep talking, people are going to bow down to what their suggestion is. So being mindful of that and having conversations with your leader to say, Hey, you know, this is what I'm, I'm seeing. Is that what you're also seeing? And and I I wanted to let you know, that's an observation and you're kind of like leaving it up to them to handle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I love that. And honestly, I feel like even in the male dominated engineering world, I feel like I, I face similar challenges when it comes to teaching leadership, because in the engineering world, um, we can, we have a, a high percentage of, I would call them extreme introverts. I'm an yeah. introvert, but there are extreme introverts that when you, you know, when you get two or more people in a room, they're not likely to speak. Um, and that goes for, for males and, and females. And so I feel like I'm kind of teaching the same thing sometimes to these extreme introverts that, that want to be more in their team, want to be leaders and so forth. And I'm so glad that you talked first there about speaking up or or sharing your thoughts and your opinions in a group in a team setting it first starts with engagement you have to be thoroughly engaged in in whatever the topic is whatever the conversation or the problem you're trying to solve um to to the point you're making you you can't be distracted and checking your emails and things like that and then suddenly you want to chime in with a question you've got to be uh deeply engaged with the topic. And then what I teach there is if you are deeply engaged with the topic, it doesn't matter what you say or what you ask. It's going to bring value to the group, right? Mm -hmm. Only when you're disengaged with the topic and you say something, is that going to be a distraction or, or, you know, not bring value. But if you're deeply engaged in the topic and you ask a question or you offer your opinion or your thoughts, it's going to bring value to that team. Yeah. And I would add a couple of things too. If you feel like you aren't able to provide value, think of why that is. Uh, Again, going back to the confidence piece, if you're talking about the product and ways to improve it, are you confident in the different aspects of the product that you're talking about? Uh, Are there other teams you could, again, learn from? I feel like people do not take advantage of this enough is uh, cross 
cross team uh, side by sides or shadow sessions where you're meeting with different teams. You're meeting with yeah engineers, developers, you're meeting with people in product, you're meeting with whoever that might be, people who are constantly pulling data and reporting or uh, forecasting for a headcount, whatever that looks like. It's so important to build those relationships in all those different areas so that if you have a meeting where you're like, oh, I had no idea what they were talking about, but I know it's with this department and I am friends with this person. And you can ask them a little bit more about it so that when that comes up again, you have more uh, confidence or more questions. People don't expect you to have that perfect next answer. It's more of, hey, have we thought about uh, doing it this way? Have we thought about approaching it this way? Or I deal with the customer, I'm the voice of the customer, and this is a lot of the feedback that we're getting. Is there anything we could do to improve this particular area, whatever that might be? So uh, recognizing instead of ending it there, like I don't have any value to add, you're saying I don't have any value to add yet, and who can I talk to to grow in that knowledge so that I do have something to bring to the table. And then also I was going to add that when you're building these relationships, you're also able to um, follow up after those conversations and start to, again, get curious in, in what that looks like. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and again, I mean, so much of that I feel like um, uh, aligns with us guys at times, especially the the uh, the extreme introverts uh, at times. Just because, um, again, they they may not feel like they have anything to say or anything that's going to bring value, and it's uh, in my opinion, it's not okay to just let that go, right? If if you're a team member and and your team's trying to solve a problem and you don't feel like you have any value to add to solving that problem, well, you should be concerned about that. You you should take it upon yourself to, well, let me go figure out why I can't contribute to this. And mm-hmm. if that's just a, you know, some internal retrospective, or if that's a go talk to some other team members, go do some research of your own, talk to your, your boss, whatever. It, there's got to be some action there, in my opinion, that that then the next time you're brought back to the table as a team, uh, especially mm-hmm. for that that problem or that topic, you, you've got some value now to add. Yeah, I wanted to add one more thing to that, Michael, mm-hmm. is that uh, not everything happens in a meeting setting either, sure. yeah. which is really great for those introverted people that you're mentioning uh, and women who don't have as much confidence and you're working on that. So things that you could do, obviously in your one-on-ones and your other conversations and project you're working on, your leader can see what you are adding as far as that value, even if it's not in any particular subject at that time, you know, we're not expecting everyone to know everything and, and have that value. Maybe it's just thoughts and ponderings, but uh, you can also, especially as women, what I will do in conversations and encourage my introverted clients to do is talk with your leader in your one-on-one setting, which is why it's so important to have those and say, Hey, I sometimes get really nervous talking in front of a group of people, even if it's on Zoom, even if my camera was off, whatever that may look like, 
But you could say, what are areas that you are really confident in? What subject or smaller area are you really like, I am the person you want to go to for this? And if you don't have that, we can work on that too. Uh, I recommend certainly having an area that you're kind of like a, a subject matter expert in and say, hey, if you have questions or when you have questions or thoughts on these I, I, I would be okay with you inviting my opinion. And I think great leaders recognize those strengths built in those one-on-ones built in seeing their, their actions on different projects. Uh, they can see them in their day-to-day and they could call on them saying, Hey, I'm curious uh, about what you think. You can also do that as a team member and you're building these relationships to your sides, right? Of your team. And you're saying, oh, uh, actually this person has a ton of value to add here. I'd love to hear if they want to share. So you're not saying they have to, but you're like, oh my gosh, we had a great conversation on this the other day. Do you feel comfortable sharing some of that right now? So you're kind of welcoming that uh, conversation to arise. And that helps build confidence when they're like, "Uh, yeah, this person had a lot of great things to say. You're more likely to get over some of those initial fears and be like, okay, we're going to do it. Let's, you know, let's try it out. Yeah, no, I'm thrilled that you added that, Nicole, because again, I mean, I teach, I teach the exact same thing, maybe from the opposite direction as it relates to teaching a leader to make Mm -hmm. sure that in these team meetings, that they're doing everything they can to solicit input from, from all of the team members. But just like you're talking about, I, I, I teach them to be careful. You don't want to put a person on the spot and, and demand some kind of opinion from them on the spot in front of everyone that on a topic that they may not know much about. And and there again lies the importance of building the relationship because again, whether it's that uh, female in the room or it's that extreme introvert in the room, they need to know that it's a, a safe place to, to offer up their opinion and if you as the leader, if you've built a good relationship with them, and then like you're saying, if you mentioned them, yeah, I remember us having a good conversation about this. Could you share that with the team? They feel they feel safe in sharing that opinion. And so, I, I, again, I teach the same thing, kind of the mm-hmm. opposite direction from leaders. And so I so appreciate you, uh, you sharing that. Um, well, Nicole, I want to be uh, cognizant of your time and, and the time that you're, you're giving us. I really appreciate what you've shared with us. I'm fairly confident uh, that there are some listeners in the audience. They may even be male listeners, but definitely the female listeners in our audience that might want to reach out to you, connect with you, find out more about what you do. So could you share, you know, how, how could our listeners get in touch with you, find you and so forth? Yeah, great. Thank you so much. Such a great conversation today. Uh, I'm mostly over on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Nicole.Harrop. My website, NicoleHarrop.com. Through Instagram, you can find the link to get you to that uh, asking for a raise uh, information. So if that's where you're at, you're thinking, okay, I need to work on my confidence and know how to ask for a raise. uh, That's where you'll want to head. And I also have my podcast. It's Next Level Leaders. Awesome. And I will put um, links to all of that in the show notes for this uh, podcast episode as well to your Instagram and uh, your, your uh, as well as your podcast and so forth. So I'll put links there in the show notes. Uh, so Nicole, again, thanks so much for sharing your time with us. Um, I certainly feel like 
you've addressed this pressing question that I've felt on my heart since having some of those interviews uh, with some of those ladies. And so I really appreciate you sharing that. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm confident that we've given some confidence to some of those that are out there in, uh, in the audience. So thank you so much for sharing your time with us. We're certainly better leaders for having spent time with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, there you have it, friend, my interview with Nicole. I certainly hope that you enjoyed that. Hey, I, I wanted to share with you just a couple of, or a few uh, quick takeaways that I took from my conversation uh, with Nicole. First of all, to to us guys that are in leadership, I hope you were able to really uh, better understand the females that you have in your leadership. Uh, I hope you recognize their challenge frankly, we, we struggle with, uh, you know, confidence as guys as well, but I certainly hope that you recognize this struggle with confidence for, uh, the females that are in leadership. I certainly hope that you also recognize kind of this fear of speaking up and, and sharing thoughts and opinions. And as leaders, and especially as, uh, male leaders, we need to do everything that we can to be good listeners and good engagers with every single one of our team members, but especially those females that might be in our team, and especially those that are in leadership that are struggling with that confidence and that speaking up and so forth. Uh, Like Nicole was talking about, she talked about the need to have these conversations. Well, as leaders, and especially as male leaders, we need to be willing and open to receive and listen to and engage in those conversations as well. Uh, a couple of also other uh, key takeaways that I took from Nicole's comments were I love how she talked about uh, you can, and, and in fact, you are a leader even without a title. And she talked about even without the title as a leader, you're just looking to see how you can serve others. So I really love that and appreciate her uh, speaking that truth. And then as I mentioned in the uh, in the podcast recording itself, I'm so grateful that she validated my feeling of your inner or your your uh, physical voice is louder than your inner voice. And I've shared with you all on the podcast before how I out loud will say these mental triggers to set me in in the right leadership mindset. So I so appreciate her um, talking about that as well. And then lastly, um, I, I just love that she pointed out, uh, she made mention of the fact that when there's this lack of communication between a leader uh, and the the followers, then there is this tendency for the mind to make up the worst case scenario. Um, And when we're struggling, especially what she was talking about, when we're struggling with confidence and so forth, and and we have this um, ambiguous, ambiguousness, vagueness, whatever word you want to use there, when we have that between ourselves and our leaders, then our mind can make up the worst possible scenario. So as leaders, male or female, we have to be willing to have the conversations to make sure that there is clarity such that there is no wandering of the mind to that worst case scenario. So that was a few takeaways that I had from our conversation. Again, I hope that it's helped you tremendously in your leadership as well. Uh, And also all the links that Nicole mentioned 
uh, in the conclusion of that interview with her, I will have links to all of those uh, sites and, and her social media and so forth uh, in the show notes of this particular episode, rookieleaders.com. Uh, this is episode number 94. So be sure you check that out. And then also, before I let you go, quick call to action. Be sure you take advantage of our leadership calculator. You can find that at credibleleaders.com forward slash calculator. Uh, Peter Drucker is who said, I believe, what gets measured gets improved. And if you want to increase your leadership effectiveness, you have to first start by measuring it. So take advantage of our free calculator tool, credibleleaders.com forward slash calculator. Now, thanks so much again for tuning in. Until I speak to you again next time, know that I love you because that's what leaders do. And I want you to be blessed and lead well. This episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended, but never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcasts and episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you like this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to credibleleaders.com.